Hey, I'm Jack. And I'm Chad. And if you're listening to this podcast, you may be wondering, where can I get my hands on the rule book to this amazing game they're playing? Well, you're in luck because Legends, the superhero role-playing game, is now available for purchase on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, Chapters Indigo, select comic and game stores, and even off our website, www.matchplaygames.ca. So if you've ever dreamt of battling injustice, pick up a copy of Legends, the superhero role-playing game. The world can always use another superhero. So this will be an actual episode as well, but this is kind of like a little bit of a two. Or we're not treating it as a two-parter now. We'll just treat it as like one thing. No. Mm-hmm. So, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Not A Play. It's a discussion. It's a post-arc discussion. Uh, no, but the idea behind this is that it, it, it kind of is a two-part just because... Um, for those of you who don't know, Jack is going away uh, and at this point will be away by the time we release this. So we're having a little discussion amongst ourselves about the arc. And then uh, after like the mid-show break will be like questions from the listeners. Hopefully if we get questions from the listeners. And I'll, I'll write in. I'll write in my answers um, as I'm on my trip. Um, but yeah. Jack yeah, is Jack going to a in. farm up north. Yeah. Oh. And do some, doing some oh. soul searching. Uh-oh. <laughs> so... For us, it's been a week, a little under a week since we recorded the broker finale. So, Jack, do you want to lead us through? Sure. Um, I I think I, I asked y'all to prepare a couple things in advance and just kind of like starting discussion discussion points. And then we can go into maybe discussing some things for the future as well. I just want to say, like, right off the top, I am as an older sister, so proud of you, Jack, and for the world that you've created. It's been oh, very, you. very fun to watch. You be silly with character voices. Also, the very the very beginning, I'm not doing character voices. And then I got one for you and it was Cece. And then like it just kind of so spiraled from there. Oh, man, I practiced. I practiced Cece like all the time. Like I had those lines like rehearsed. I think that's one of the big things as well is that like a lot of the times I get super nervous for character voices, especially if we have taken a break in between times i get so nervous and i'll like practice the lines almost and then as soon as it comes day of i improv it like everything they say and like i don't say like any (laughs) of the actual lines yeah like i practice like the broker voice like starting probably back like oh man but we recorded last week so it like we recorded end of january i probably started practicing it like in like november like oh shit yeah like it was wow yeah like with that first the first time that the guy showed up at whenever we recorded oh, yeah. that episode, the new Pantheon episode. Um, that's when I started practicing the voice around then. So it might've even been earlier than that. I was getting very Marlon Brando vibes from it. What like, episode was the, was that in the new Pantheon? Oof. It was eight. I think it was eight. I think, I think it was issue 18. That was December 14th. No, I'm lying. November 14th. Yeah. So that, that, uh, yeah, so like November. Um, I wanted to start off and ask everybody and maybe we can just go in a circular as the screen so like we'll go like daniel emily dad amanda what was everybody's favorite moment so far Ooh, that's a hard question are you talking just just the broker or origins as well because we didn't really do let's include origins as well because we kind of didn't do like an origins round table so um if you have like what's been your favorite moment so far 
And maybe we don't have to go into a circle like this. Like whoever has one off the hop first up. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of favorite moments, but honestly, the Nat 20 kicking Tom in the nuts is pretty iconic. Like that's that. I don't know if that's a favorite moment, but that's, I yeah. think, an iconic moment. <laughs> yeah. And then I stopped rolling Nat 20s ever. But here we are. <laughs> I think um, because I'm a fan of like good cliffhangers and the one I'm terrible with issue names or numbering. So forgive me, listening audience. But um, <laughs> when Sheldon got us in the trap and it was. Um, so how was your first day in the Riftwalker? That I really enjoyed that moment. Yo, Kay, though, also because we recorded that it like before our our Christmas break, like our winter break, like we yeah. had three weeks to wait before the next one. That mm-hmm. was killer. Yeah, it was a good it was a good cliffhanger. Also, a uh, special shout out to Amanda's reaction at Asher's dad. <laughs> it was full on sharp intake. Gasp. I cried so much during I, that you know, episode. The thing is, <laughs> I, I remember I as well. I cut down like, the reactions as well. I left in a lot, but I cut down a lot of that reaction <laughs> just for like time. <laughs> oh, I think I put oh, it at the God. end though. Yeah, I remember watching like, uh, like, because uh, I th- like Daniel and I like. I don't want to say like like things aren't scripted or things like that, but but there is an understanding about like where different characters are and like some things mm-hmm. that will happen. So I was watching for the reaction mainly in dad and Emily and Amanda. And it was like exactly what I was hoping for with everybody. Just like, <laughs> yeah. listen, I am really invested in the story. So if something happens, I'm always like yelling and I cry really easily. Like anything makes me cry. So you're doing a great job. Papa, any favorite moments? I think, I mean, overall, uh, first of all, just getting to hang out with you guys. Um, albeit over zoom for the past, uh, past while uh every couple of weeks uh has been a blast and uh and also quite frankly just seeing this world come to life that uh you know new olympus i think jack and i talked about new olympus gosh probably at the very beginning jack i would say yeah you know, i we think that like name see, for it and what we we're gonna do yeah we started doing kind of setting planning with mechanics around the same time like i think like there is probably maybe like a few weeks where we focused on mechanics first but it really was a build of Hey, if we just came up with this power, you know, it's a really cool character that could be in the world, like <laughs> like something like that. So, yeah, and I, I mean, I don't want to get too much into it because I'm sure we'll do another one of these at the end or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think the the coolest part for me is is seeing or or experiencing, you know, experiencing the vanguard and experiencing the world of New Olympus when, you know, once we decided that we were going to go with this, this island and and the whole New Olympus sort of theme. Um, everything just kind of fell into place from a character standpoint. And I think that was some of the most fun that Jack and I have had is, is coming up with these different people. And the coolest part for me is, is that I may have helped come up with some of these people, but I have <laughs> no idea what he's doing in his sandbox, like what's coming in the sandbox. So there's certainly been characters that have been completely different than what I thought they were going to be. And I love it. It's great. It's, uh, it's amazing to see what you've come up with uh, with these toys. And uh, with the exception of your use of crazy old Jed, um, I, I've, I've enjoyed <laughs> we'll, we'll, each we'll and get every to that. one of them. <laughs> I, think, um, <laughs> I think also just probably one of the real strengths of this game and subsequently the podcast is, yeah, the world building. Because as, I mean, we're all in some way related to the arts, very specifically the performing arts, everybody in this cast. But 
it's it changes a lot like i'm one of those actors that's like when i see a set when i get a costume it's like oh now it clicks into place for me Mm -hmm. and for us our set is what jack and chad have been able to build and having Mm -hmm. that to be as fleshed out as it is has really helped that's awesome Well, well i think and jack you know correct me if i'm wrong but i think one of the really cool things is that most people like we we we've been advertising for play testers for the for the game well the play testers they all received about a quarter of the game like they received the game mechanics and the mm-hmm. that's really all the backstory all the world stuff the world building stuff wasn't included in those play tester things so it's gonna be wonderful to see what people's reaction are when the book does come out and uh all the lore is there all the lore is oh, there yeah. and, and 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 again it's it's not complete right it, that's for that's for players to add to the lore that's there but to to see all the art that that uh stefan is doing and it's just amazing yeah so I mean, that's that's one thing so that cool. the, the way that we've been writing kind of the lore and the setting is that we wrote it very up to like, this is it right now. And then it's completely up to players, like how they take their interpretation mm-hmm. of the Vanguard and how um, they take the their their demigods or even if those are even included in their stories or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, did we get a favorite so moment just, from just Amanda? Did thing. you have a favorite? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just gonna say, sorry. And then I just, just <laughs> we, were, we were talking, I was talking. I just wanted to say one more favorite thing, um, which isn't about the world building and stuff. Um, and obviously tracing, kicking Tom in the balls. Anytime I got to hit Tom, that was my favorite. Um, I loved, I love Amanda's, I just want to say something about everybody, if that's okay. I love Amanda's positive nature when, <laughs> like, I know we tease you about Ricky a lot, but <laughs> you're always willing to talk before hitting, which I think is amazing. And it's such a different dynamic than the, really the three of us. Uh, especially yeah. than 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 Daniel or myself. Um, Tracy's a bit of a talker sometimes too, but <laughs> I love the fact that you you wave and say "Have a nice day" or whatever, like to to bad guys. Like I just think it's just so cool. <laughs> it's just such a neat dynamic. Um, that dynamic, sorry. dynamic, yeah, nice, exactly. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Cardoso. Uh, again, I I am in awe at all times of the wacky shit you come up with. I have no idea. You know, you don't just hit somebody. I'm going to jump and scissor kick them and, uh, you know, use his own arm to stab him. Like it's just, it's just crazy, (laughs) crazy stuff. So that's really cool. Which as the Um, GM, if I can pop in, I love that a lot. I love the creativity and different things like that. I think you got to have that, like with no offense is that when other people have a little bit more like flashy powers and Mm. then it's like, Mm. like, I like the fact that you're not just like, I kick the guy. I punched it. Oh, but it's not even that. It's I'm wearing an inhibitor collar. I don't have my sick ass agility or anything, but I'm still going to do a wall crawl up and drop down. <laughs> and, and two guys in the head. Like, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's so good. I very, um, very much encourage it. And then I also for for Emily, I'm really enjoying Tracy's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love. And again, this comes out after the broker arc, but I, I love the end of the broker arc and your moment with Atomic, which I think, you know, oh, yeah. tw- 30 issues in. Again, it's well-earned and it was really cool. So, mm-hmm. and then my last thing for Atomic, I just still love the first time I broke Sheldon's nose. That's all. <laughs> I think As for one, me, I have a bunch of, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jack. Oh, no, 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 go, go for it. Go for it. I was just going to no, 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 you go, you go, you go, you go, you go. I was going to say, as, as This entire episode who, is just going to be like, no, you go, no, you go, no, you go, no, you go. Sheldon has broken his nose three times, I think. And after the third time, I broke my own nose very shortly afterwards. And I got to say, I can't imagine breaking a nose three times and then somebody tweaking it like every time afterwards. Like, for the record, that's been three times in eight months, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a lot. Um, I think that I, I also like Chad. I also have um many, many favorite parts. I'm loving the um I, I like uh oh my gosh, I can't speak today. I'm loving uh, Asher's Asher's arc going mm-hmm. from the innocent and then kind of making that transition into kind of like the wild card, maybe. I don't know. He's getting more wild as we go on. And I'm I'm really enjoying that. Um, I really liked the first time that Atomic flew cinematically. That oh, was yeah. such a great moment. Yeah. I can't wait for us to make the movie and Atomic flies for the first time. It's going to be great. We should share our fan casts today. Mm, at the end. Oh, Maybe we at should. The at the end. At the end. And I and, also really... And then really... send them a copy of this. <laughs> tweet at. Tweet at all of them. And I'm enjoying the family that our characters are becoming. They went from complete yeah. strangers and now they're... For Abigail, she considers everyone like a brother or a sister or a sibling. And it's... It's been great that that family feeling has been all around and I'm living for it. I love it. Yeah, that's me. Oh, I also really liked Abigail's and Tracy's little moment when we were going to fight. Yeah, the, uh, when we were fi- yeah, when we were fighting. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, that was a great moment. I really liked it. That's me. When I tripped your shot, that was that was good. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yes. I honestly don't really have any standout favorite moments. I just like so much of it. I mean, I Getting always like... The signed VHS. Oh, the signed VHS. Actually, I wasn't expecting that at all. That was a pretty good one. Um, Although I I gotta say, I I gotta say, Jack, the signed VHS. Yes, it was cool that it was imaginary from John Candy. I personally, and I'm a big John Candy fan. I personally think it's more spectacular that there is a real one out there signed by Dougie Doug. This is true. That's amazing. I I found one on eBay. Dougie Doug. It was like 30 bucks. John Candy, though, I think I found like a po- like a poster with like a plaque kind of a thing, but I couldn't find a VHS. Oh, the fundies. The oh, fundies. fundies was a great moment. Oh, my God. Okay, but d- <laughs> no, 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 not the fundies. The Chad, re- the ch- someone informing Chad what fundies actually were yes. is the better part. Um, did we get Emily's moments? Yeah. You're kicking kicking Tom, Tom in the balls. In the balls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but just overall uh, story building, I think. And like the un raveling and like the because i remember like back at the beginning like we were all so um like precious and secretive with our characters (laughs) um so like the slowly like real time for us like slowly figuring out more about each other's characters has been super cool i think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and maybe we can do these two together um and more of a quick fire round um fave npc and least fave npc that's gonna be super fast (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know well i mean yeah but this was more of a i want to leave more time for bigger discussions at the end but i think crimson crusader goes without saying but i also really like marty mcelroy as your favorite mostly for the voice for the voice (laughs) that's no also marty's uh sub story that we saw once and then never again from him i it needs to come back. It I, needs to come I back. Well, you that. haven't seen Marty again since then, so you never know. No, we yeah, haven't. We have not. So <laughs> that'll be interesting, I think, to watch unravel. So we should do. We should do. Jack, can we do top three favorite? Yeah, because I think the obvious yeah, choice yeah. for why number one do, is, is why do you CC? do like everyone your, says CC? Yeah, your, your everyone top says CC. Three, give give me your like top two, three favorite, and then if you have a least favorite, like I don't have a least favorite one, um, but if you if you if you have one that you you don't like, let me know. Yeah. So I'm actually going to go 
controversial on some of this. Shocker, Daniel being controversial. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else is new? Obviously, I love Cece because he's adorable. Um, and He I, is adorable. <laughs> I'm going to say my least favorite next because I want to follow that up with another one that I really enjoy. Uh, my least favorite, I'm actually going to go with Golden Boy. Oh, he's just such a dick. Because in real life, if I ever met him, it, 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 he just makes me want to puke. <laughs> and I know people <laughs> like him. And that's what makes it worse. And then, but also another one that I really enjoy, like Daniel enjoys, Asher hates, is, <laughs> Re- is Regicide, actually. Like, Regicide to me is super interesting and seems mm. like a character I would want to play. Yeah. I have Regicide down as my favorite NPC as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, uh, his backstory is, is intriguing to me. Yeah. I want more of that, which we'll talk about. <laughs> uh, for me, I think that all of the characters that you introduced to us, Jack, were so well-rounded that I it, it's hard for me to pick uh, a favorite or a least favorite. CC is a given. Um, Regicide, I really like. I think Sure Shot would be my least favorite, just because I did. Persephone did not like interacting with her. <laughs> She's still very interesting, and I really want to see her again and interact with her again. But I think that she's my least favorite. I really like Dynamic too. He's great. I like his backstory too. Mm-hmm. Made me cry. But what else is new? Why are you pointing at me? Oh, you want me to share my favorite? Yeah. Um, I like, yeah, CC's a given. Um, I like Knight. Knight is just because I think just because Tracy looks up to Knight so much. Um, and I also just think that it's cool that his like power set and like the the medieval uh, influence is super cool as well as I'm trying to think like I really like any of the NPCs named after uh, people who tweeted about the show because like. I, like as as I like I, if, if people don't know like I run the social media so like seeing the tweets <laughs> and then putting their name in the in the in the in the spreadsheet for Jack to pit, to go through, um, it's really fun to see them like show up kind of a thing. Sorry for anybody who I haven't picked out yet. I do it mainly by random, so I'm trying to do it more by whoever tweets like a first come first serve. But yeah, we got a long ways to go, so you're you're yeah. okay. Yeah, more That's NPCs true. to meet. Um, also, they might be their secret identity names for all we know. That's true. That's true as well. Do you have more? Yeah. Uh, yeah like, I, 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 there's no one that I like dislike, though. Yeah, there's no one that I dislike, I don't think, just because like from like a storyteller standpoint, like mm-hmm. everyone works so well. Right? Yeah. Um, I would say uh, Cece, of course. Um, <laughs> I just love everything about that guy. Uh, I am a little bit biased, but I really like United. It's It's presented a very interesting scenario so that that's that's cool um and uh i the vanguard's great um i really i don't know this is maybe a little bit weird but i really like paragon i like that (laughs) we met him early on Mm -hmm. i like that we've had limited interaction with him but i love how enthusiastic he is and uh he's he's a character that he's a character that um it it was one of jack's characters Uh, i didn't have anything to do with with creating him and so I have no idea sort of where he's going. And I think that's really cool. Um, and I think it's exciting that he could become somebody really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then least favorite NPC. I, uh, I gotta say Sheldon. <laughs> that's fair. I really, that's completely I fair. I really don't like Sheldon. 
Yeah. Um, my my thing with Sheldon is that I get I, like I don't know at what point the broker approached him, um, but like fr- from people from Rift, I think I dislike Tom more because he's just a dick because he's a dick. Like Sheldon, at least had like a bigger paycheck to 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 go off. Like Tom was just an asshole. Like really, <laughs> <laughs> like comparing the two of them. True. True. There's a little bit of sympathy for Tom. Yeah, no, and, a, yeah, just, just a, a little bit because he just got nat twenty in the nads. <laughs> like, uh, true. You know, now he's for, a dick. <laughs> what's um? Uh, um, I, I didn't I didn't ask people really originally, but what's an NPC you would like to see more of? Ooh, Ooh. Marty, just for the voice. Ah, huh. oh, Detective Maddie. I think that I think that we like as a team. Like this is probably also like character talk. Like we we should use her as a resource more um like when you guys went to see yeah. barbara brennan to get the adv- the the information from him about the ravagers mm-hmm. um i just think that she's a she's a resource to be used and that's something that that c had has said a lot that i'm totally stealing his idea from <laughs> right now <laughs> um but i'm saying it anyway <laughs> i think um i'm gonna go with either bruce or Joni. oh yeah bruce i think both of them Open some potentially really interesting doors that I want to explore a little bit. I don't think we're done with Joni. No, I I don't <laughs> think so. Um, I'd like to see more of the Vanguard. We we really we see Titan a lot and we see Knight a lot, but I would like to see more of them, more of the others. I think mm-hmm. I, Tempest. I would say Tempest is uh, one. Then yeah, mm-hmm. yes. I think NPCs I'd like to see more of uh, Richard. <laughs> Richard, oh, yeah. Richard for one from Crystal Caves um, and Jack looks confused <laughs> the, t- the town drunk who cleaned himself up and is now the mayor exactly I, I, I'm writing he's things a listener down. he's great I'm writing things down I'm like oh Marty yeah Detective Ma- Detective Madding and Tempest who the fuck is Richard <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think I think Detective Maddie you know for as another contact I think would be really cool to see um, mm-hmm. I, again some of the other members of the Vanguard I think it's really neat that we do seem to have a pretty good relationship with Knight and Titan. Um, you know, sort of a passing relationship with uh we've met Tempest, that kind of idea. We really don't care about Sure Shot. Um, but uh yeah, I I'm I'm open to anything. I think more of the demigods. I feel like we're mm-hmm. kind of like if you're rank like like level wise, like yeah, we took down the broker and everything, but level wise, I feel like we're more equal to them than we would be the Vanguard, right? So it'd be cool to have more uh team ups with them i think yeah yeah um for sure i mean one thing that i kind of want to sell and i think i did this a little bit with paragon is the fact that um yes y'all are like the main characters of this story but the world still progresses otherwise like paragon registering Mm -hmm. paragon getting on to the demigods um other things happening behind the scenes to the point where like titan his phone is disconnected and things like that is like the like the world is still progressing. We never learned why his phone was disconnected, did we? So the 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 reasoning I kind of had behind things is that monarch, like strategic genius, um, and I think yeah. Titan might have disconnected it out of a bit of paranoia because nobody knew who the Vanguard traders were, which ended up being Golden Boy and and Monarch. Actually, there was more than one, but. Yeah, so it was more probably out of paranoia and like knowing that people were gunning for you. Like Titan knew he mm-hmm. was a target, so he disconnected everything. And yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Jack, I want to know: Has there been any moment 
I can think of probably at least one where we have as players have just like completely thrown you off course or like completely <laughs> broken your plans. Um, uh, because the one I can think of is when we tried to apprehend Hellion and it just turned into a fight, which I'm pretty sure you were gunning for anyways, right off the top. Yeah, there's been a few moments like that. I mean, like the thing is, is like Hellion, all things considered, his character, he would have fought. Like he, like I mean, he's he's organizing a fight club for for people gunning for <laughs> everything about his character is literally like in the Ravagers, the strongest survive. But I mean, I would probably have to take another lesson through. Um, but there is probably I would think probably almost like once a session, you pro- you y'all probably do something that <laughs> throws me in some way. Um, for example, we're not doing our job if we don't throw you. The the That's, most yeah, recent the one I can think of is when Joni disappeared. And then Emily was like, oh, I call her. And I was like, because uh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, how does that work? She just like, like legit, like she's just disappeared into into time, essentially, like, <laughs> like currently speaking after this X time, Joni doesn't exist right now. And I was like, I do not know how to broach this situation. So, yeah, there's there's things that that throw me quite often i would say yes yeah and i mean there's also times where i think i have laid like a trail of clues and i've put like a blaring obvious sign like this is something that and again it's not it's not something you're supposed to do <laughs> quote unquote but it's like something that it's like hey this like fits in the story there, there's something here there's something there and it's just as like not even like sometimes it's just a bad role and like as a gm i just have to let it go but other times it's just like, y'all don't want to do that. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me <laughs> just throw it out or repurpose it into something else later on. Or there's a, there's a big one that I kind of added in last minute. And because everybody failed their roles, I just had to like <laughs> move it to something else. And I won't, I won't tell you what it is, but yeah. I'm going to go back and listen and figure I out know where what we it all is failed. Now. It was. That's many well, times. One of, them, one of them was also the silver. Because I think, I'm not sure if you planned for me and uh, Seth to go back to the scene, right? That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good example is that like I had that, the thing is, is like I had the silver kind of just like if anybody was going to pick it up just as a cool, the same thing goes with the collective. Like I wrote the the kind of to be infected because I was like, realistically speaking, like the collective will try to infect you guys. So... I wrote like an ability for it to do that and it succeeded. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't know if it would succeed. I didn't know who it would succeed on, but it succeeded. And there is still, I think a lot of options and where that could end up going. Um, and it's not set in stone yet, but also then talking about the silver, I wrote that and I was like, Hey, if anybody wants like a cool, I don't even know if this will be like a permanent power or anything. Um, let them, let them have it. And and you ended up going back, and I was like, okay, you know, I'll keep the opportunity there if you go back to it, but I'll make it a little tougher behind like a harder senses roll to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, another one is um, o- Ogress's go- um, amulet, so the big ogre lady, and also Jack O' Lantern's yeah. head. I totally gave you guys the option to keep both of those items, and you're like, we give them to Detective Matt. I think it was Detective Maddie. You you, you passed yes. it over to um, mm-hmm. to the New Olympus Protection Division, and I was like fine i was like that's fine i I mean you you don't need two really cool items at all like (laughs) i think like i mean obviously 
obviously it's not D and D, right? Like you don't need, none of Mm -hmm. you need super cool magic items or like tech and things like that, unless it fits your character. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure there will be future moments like that as well. Like I give the option of like something cool happening or like a, something like that. And it's just like, eh, like what are we going to do with a big (laughs) pumpkin head? And you just hand it over to the protection units instead. And it's like, no, no worries. I got to learn to let that go. You know, (laughs) super cool. Super cool. Um, if anybody else wanted to bring up any questions or anything like that, I'd say that this would be a good time for it. One thing that stayed with me throughout the whole arc was when the broker, when he first appeared to Persephone, he said, you're one of the good ones. And he might have mm. just said that to like throw her off or something like that. I don't know. But I just and it might come back someday. I don't know. I don't know if it will. But I just wanted to ask you, Jack, uh, if you meant or if the broker meant anything like that. Or did you just add that just because or what what your thoughts were? Unfortunately, I don't think I'm at liberty to answer that right now. So. Oh, heck. Oh, oh, heck. Oh, heck. Okay. That kind of answers my question a little bit, too. It's fine. Was that, but, but, but was that like one of the, oh, he'll be there for whoever's there situations, like the silver and everything? Like it's just, or the collective. That was, he was Uh, definitely, because he was there, because for one, he wanted to see demonstrations of the Vanguard's powers so he could mimic mm -hmm. them, but also your guys' powers so he could mimic them. Mm. Right. And he was there for for whoever. I think he would have had different interactions with people. It wasn't just going to be like, oh, he says you're one of the good guys and like says your name to freak you out. Like he like he would have said different things depending on who the person was. Interesting. And cool. if and if nobody ended up interacting, nobody ended up like, yeah. Très intéressant. Because I think I think the reason why Abby reacted the way she reacted when we finally found out who the broker was, was because she thought that maybe, or I thought that maybe um, he had the answer as to why she had her powers. Because we know that uh, in another, in another universe, in, an, in another universe, um, Tracy had her powers because of the uh, Maple Leaf Project thing. Maple Leaf. Project Maple Leaf. And then... Um, Asher had his powers probably because of his dad or something like that. So she thought that maybe he had the answer and also because he was hurting everyone. So she was like, oh, you hurt my friends. I hurt you kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it it, it definitely presents. um, And I I hope this comes back at some point is the the fact that we not stole powers, but that other dimension versions of us are not around anymore anymore because of rift which is a really interesting thing mm-hmm. like especially for tracy just the fact that like in that other dimension like was she chosen over her sister or is it her sister and herself or like what that tracy's relationship with her family would be kind of a thing which i think is it's something just an interesting thought that's been at like the back of my mail ma- back of my mind for a while <laughs> papa you've been uncharacteristically quiet about this care to share any <laughs> thoughts or opinions or, or just anything in general no, I'm just, I'm enjoying listening to everybody's take. Um, like I say, it's just, it, it's so cool. It's like the first time, it's like the first time I, I, I wrote a script and that it was, you know, produced, right? Is you work on something for so long on your own, or in this mm-hmm. case, the two of us, and that finally just, there's an inherent joy in sitting back and watching people in this case, you know, Daniel, Amanda and Emily, watching them enjoy and watching them get into the nuance and the nitty gritty of all these different things. Of mm-hmm. something that that you and I created, and I just so I'm just I'm just <laughs> I may be quiet. It's because I'm sitting back and I'm just I'm just like I'm 
giggling to myself. For sure. And I mean, I, I think that's yeah. like, it, it's, it's interesting because like the broker arc, I've been especially like the old Jed reveal. I had the old Jed reveal planned. I'm not even joking, like over two years ago. And I knew that I wanted to do something with that. And then the ideal of this whole like broker arc, I have probably been planning for like a year. And I feel like on my own end, I kind of know like what has worked and what different wor- didn't work in, in regards to planning and the collaborative storytelling and improvisation of it. So like this next arc, I know where it's going overall. Like I have a, I have a pretty clear idea, but like I'm trying purposefully to leave it a lot more open-ended in where it could end up. Like, mm-hmm, cool. cause I want it to be uh, like, I, I don't think, and I'll leave this up to you guys to again, like disagree. If you think like, I don't think the broker arc was very railroaded or like a railroaded Not adventure, at all. Not at all. but Not at all. I still want the next one to be a bit more freeform than it. And again, if that mm. doesn't end up working, we can go back to a little bit more of a structured story. But yeah, I don't think so, because I, like I'll speak for myself here. Like there were things that I had kind of left open, specifically Asher's dad. I didn't plan like a lot of stuff around that. Mm-hmm. Like we had talked bare bones about it, but I'm glad that it had the flexibility to become what it did Mm -hmm. and i don't think of any of of the suggestions that jack and i have had offline he's like you've never shot me down on any of them like there's been tweaks for sure but it's not it's never been a case of that's not where the story's going we can't do that and so i like the flexibility of that yeah i really enjoy talking to jack about like all the character ideas that I have. He's always mm-hmm. very positive about it. And he's like, yeah, we can totally, we can totally add that onto the the arc or whatever. I can work that in. And it's, it's been awesome to work with him like that. Yeah. For sure. Cause I mean, like, like the thing is, is that yes, like I, I, I'm the GM. So I need to know kind of like, at least the style that I do, I write for sessions. I write key points of like mm-hmm. a structure and then just kind of let it flow. And like, I try and do it that way because I, at the end of the day, I really want it to be like, it's, it is, it's collaborative storytelling, right? Like, I mean, yes, like I narrate what happens and how things work. And like, Mm -hmm. yes, occasionally there's a little bit of pushback or like the dreaded, like, "Mm," like, I hate doing this. I like doing the yes. And, but sometimes there is a bit of a no, but instead, um, type of thing, but like that happens, but I try and be open to different ideas and things like that. Like I know that like without, scripting things because i really want to avoid like things being like fully 100 percent like scripted events like like there there's times where like we know like okay this has been planned and like something like this might happen but who knows in the moment how it actually ends up type of thing yeah mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i found that as a gm like jack has a very good balance of like hitting points that you want to hit with your character because like we talked about like the reveal of tracy's backstory um and like the taking the blood as like uh, i think actually i actually i think that that like she had the blood test for the suit like the super booster to see and then like i think i messaged you afterwards and i was like wait a second they would see the the project maple leaf stuff wouldn't they and then like it kind of spiraled out of that and then we were like well it's a great opportunity for her to like have to share like have to share kind of a thing mm-hmm. so like i think that jackson like an excellent job of like having it be collaborative but still having like some sort of structure there mm-hmm. to make sure that yeah key points are hit and also keeping the rest of us in the dark you know jack may have you know uh, be collaborative with with us on an individual basis but 
like Dasher's whole dad thing. I mean, that threw everybody for a loop. And so I commend, I commend everybody involved in this thing that, you know, we also don't know, we can have ideas and, and suggestions that we work collaboratively with Jack on, but I have no idea where Atomic's going or what's happening. So it's, it's very interesting. It's an interesting, you know, long form improv. It's a very interesting character study mm-hmm. in, in you have a rough idea where you're going possibly, but you don't know really what the whole thing is and you have no idea what the other three are going through and then how that works and how that reacts. And yeah, it's uh your, your juggling act is, is quite, quite impressive, dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's like, I don't want to say that. Okay. Here a while back, like a long time ago, Daniel shared this thing. This is a little bit of a tangent anecdote that totally doesn't have to make it into the episode, but I kind of <laughs> wanted to share with you guys. Daniel shared this video about, r-rated superheroes like a long time ago and it was like a yeah it was like a 45 minute video and i saw it and i was like oh i really want to watch that and i like youtube watch later and like i just watched it for like last week i just finally like i have like like this is not me trying to break or like make super big series but like i am busy all the time with work and then also like legends on top of it and i finally was like i was going through i was like i have like 150 videos on my youtube watch later and i was like (laughs) i like i just started like i was like i don't need i don't need i don't need i don't need and i saw that and i was like fuck it i'm watching it right now and <laughs> like i watched it and it was so good and it is like it talked all about how inherently superheroes are a silly concept you dress in a costume yeah. you go out and you beat up bad guys right and it talked all about how with already placed established superheroes like a spider-man or a batman or superman you can't really do a rated r story it doesn't make sense right and one of the big examples was in the original batman v superman batman grapple hooks and throws a crate the crate at a guy and he bashes into the wall and you're like oh wow batman's really brutal and then in the rated r version director's cut he bashes the guy with a crate and it leaves a a blood trail on the wall and you're like holy fuck batman just killed someone right like <laughs> so oh. the thing is is that and i i haven't really talked about this with you guys but like i'm a huge huge fan of invincible because you totally can do that rated r more violent more gritty mm. more realistic superhero take with new characters and i know we have kind of gone into that route into like it's a bit more violent it's a bit more gritty and things like that. And uh, like, uh, nobody's really complained or anything. And I just want to make sure that y'all are still good with that idea overall, because I definitely, with your permission in the future, I want to explore PTSD with superheroes. Like, it's a tough life being a superhero in real life. Um, Kind of darker, like bridging the gap between what is an inherently violent job and what is and isn't like, okay. And like, obviously there should be discussions beforehand about like how in depth we get and things like that. But I mean, like like one, if I've ever gone too far, I'm sorry. I don't mean to go too far and I can drop back, but I do like that kind of more violent take that I, I've had on this. And like, I haven't heard any complaints so far. So like going forward, I'd like to explore more. And I'm not saying like, it's going to just be like a super sad, dark story or anything like that. But I, I'm all for having like sadder moments and it not being happy mm-hmm. all the time. Right. I will like say just more realism in, in sense of costume will, people being up bad guys. 
I will say like off the top of like at the very top, I was trying really hard to not play into the dark grittiness. It, it had its moments just because like that's the kind of story I enjoy as well. And I'm super happy that I'm kind of and I think for a long time throughout this arc, I was trying to fight going down that path because like mm-hmm. we've played games of Legends beforehand where I've like started there and it didn't quite work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that I kind of get to slowly get down that path. Yeah, so I think I think I'm the opportunity to kind of storytelling go in and then a, like a redemption is is like mm-hmm. things like that and like and like seeing like where Asher draws the line and where especially even his teammates and like new family where is too much and where they either need to pull back or like an intervention and things like things like that. Dad, you looked like you were going to say something. No, I, I was just going to say, um, <clears throat> I I'm all for that as well. I think as, as with any good story, I think as long and any good character, it just all has to be earned. That's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without a doubt. What makes, what makes it so interesting is we're not all the same type. Mm. You know what I mean? Like for sure. If you're, you know, in, in the, in the corporate world, if you're putting a team together, you can't have a team of four drivers or a mm-hmm. team of four analytical or whatever, right? It just doesn't work. It's so because we're all different, because we all bring different things to the table and we can be different things at different times for different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, th- and that's where you get your strength from. And so as long as we, and I think so far, I love the dynamic again, pun and not, <laughs> I love the dynamic of this foursome, you know, and, and CC for comic relief or, or whatever, but I love that it's, it's it's a little bit light and it's a little bit silly at times, but it's also absolutely gut punching at times. I mean, last Saturday I was destroyed. Yeah. Oh man, I, that that like, that was killer on me as well because like I, I've seen <laughs> I've seen Emily and Amanda cry before with night and I, like and things like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, like that that's sad, but like I was I was doing the the bit and like also like for for those who don't know, this realistically is my first time doing an acting thing. Like I, I've always been backstage always. So like a lot of times I like (laughs) get really freaked out and like, I don't even know how I'm ever going to do this in person with you guys, because when I'm like doing like something more serious, I, you may notice, I don't even look at the camera. I never look because I, I, I like, I just pretend like I'm just alone doing it. And then, but I looked up and my dad was crying and I was like, dad, I was like, daddy, (laughs) I was like, I made my dad cry. Like, yeah. And that was like a big thing. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt dad, but no, 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 no. But I think it's, I think it's good. Like, I think it's, it was earned, right? Like it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it it wasn't put it this way, put it this way. If when you introduced United back in the sewer, right. Mm -hmm. And, and he talked about the thing in his chest. If by the end of that, he had done something to save the day in the same issue, to me, that would have been cheap or it wouldn't have been earned, right? United's been a character now for for how long, you know, and and he's done some stuff and then he's also just been a background person. He's been interacting like we've had we've had dealings with him. I've had arguments with him. Yeah. Right. He's part of our he was part of our family. And that's so. Yeah. Sorry. Go, go, go ahead. Finish. No, I'm just gonna say. And so it was earned. Same thing. Same thing with with Asher. Like. The whole thing, I just, I was so, I was so amazed at that storyline and mm. how even after when he said, I'll, I'll be better. And then the, the, the birthday card killed me. Can I just say, I just edited that episode rather recently and I'm like, 
like editing these episodes by myself in the office. I'm just like crying. I'm like, this is gonna be over fast. That's a perfect example of what I mean by it's not always going to be happy. Like, I don't mind a story with an unhappy ending, but it's like, it's not always just going to be like, I'm not always going to be just like unhappy ending, like just pressing that button type thing. Like, I'm not (laughs) like, because that that cheapens it. Right. But like that. So that's not. That's not interesting. And also, like, the thing is, is, like, Daniel and I, we talked months ago about, like, where he kind of wanted, like, the whole relationship with his dad to go. He never knew that his dad was going to be stuck in a time loop, and he didn't know how I was going to approach the subject thing like that. But we we did it. And then a couple weeks ago, before we recorded, I, like, I texted him, and I was like, is this still, like... Kind of because he he came to me and he was like, what the idea? He's like, what if my dad is just like, what if I'm disappointed with him? And he didn't know in what way he would be disappointed or anything like that. And I texted him. And I was like, are you still good with this? Like, if I ever bring your dad up and then like we recorded that week and I did that and I hope it was OK. Like, Daniel hasn't really oh, said anything, but no, that was <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that was that was fantastic, especially the. um how that episode ended like i knew none of that was coming and it was fantastic and i loved it yeah so so i mean that's the thing like we discussed kind of individual like character things like like originally Mm -hmm. my dad and i we talked about the whole thing with united i think we only ever really discussed him like appearing like sporadically here and there maybe like three or four times and like not being that big but then like it just kind of evolved to being like yeah he's there he's like involved and he's happy to help and train and and do all these types of things because like that's really how his character evolved and that's how it become and that i think it was a pretty realistic take as well is that that is kind of what he yeah. would do so yeah it was good we're coming up on an hour so do we want to finish up before we do our like mid-show break uh, with sure. our fan casts or our fan casts mm. of um, our own so let's do let's, characters. let's end this half with <laughs> yeah. if we there was a live action dynamos movie who is your fan cast i have one for cc i did cc because obviously i couldn't <laughs> be i wouldn't actually be in it um but yeah we can just go in in a circle again uh a canadian actress mackenzie davis as impact who She's a you badass. might know from um, she was in, she's in the late, last Terminator movie, yo. Yeah. And she was um, in Blade Runner. I and think. she's in the Martian. What? Yeah. She, she was in badass. Black Mirror, wasn't she? Uh, yeah, she did Black Mirror, um, Terminator Dark Fate. I'm looking at her IMDb. Um, she's uh, in, yeah, Blade uh, Runner. Yeah. She's in that, the F word movie with, um, <laughs> yeah. Where is it? Um, with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, and- is she in that too? Adam Driver. Yeah, she's Adam Driver's Adam girlfriend. Driver. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah she's been in a ton of stuff. of stuff, but she is she uh, is Canadian and tall, which <laughs> I hate that oh. that was like my casting um, requirements, but I was like, I feel like it would be like a Captain America situation. It'd be easier to CGI the, the <laughs> actor shorter at the beginning and every now and then. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Daniel. We had joked early on that um, Tom Holland is like a very Dusk Fox character, but I think a better option is actually Fionn Whitehead. No, Timothy uh, Shablagoo? No. Oh, man. No. Uh, Fionn Whitehead, you will know from Dunkirk. He's the main kid in that. He's, and he's also been in Black Mirror. Have we all chosen people who have been in Black Mirror? Oh, yeah. No. Nope. Um, he was also <laughs> the main kid in Bandersnatch. 
Oh, I loved Bender's Snatch. That's why he looks so familiar to That's me. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Um, Amanda. Amanda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about a few people, but I, uh, I think that Jasmine Sifa Jones from Hamilton, Blind Spot, A Marriage Story. I think she would be the best for for Persephone. I really like her, and she has an awesome voice. She's awesome. I love. <laughs> 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 and pop a match um i can't take credit for this one uh jack came up with this one and i think it's absolutely <laughs> brilliant um because it's a two-parter uh for uh for atomic uh wyatt russell and uh for united kurt russell so it's kind of a, a, a double deal there i think it's brilliant i like it um and then for cc i went through a bunch of people and actually only like 15 minutes ago thought of the number one absolutely perfect person and uh kevin hart 100 percent um <laughs> yeah, like yes. i'm pretty sure he's the same height as crimson crusader already um yeah so i think i think amazing. kevin hart would be amazing as crimson crusader um, wait I imagine CC way taller than Kevin Hart. Well, okay, this is a game changer. Oh, no, I love no, it. No, uh, CC is tiny. I love yeah. it. I love what it. What is his trading card? It. A small man. Oh yeah, as his trading card says, a small hand, a small man with a, a small man with a big heart and four stomachs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> What is up, my dudes? It's Emily. I'm interrupting. No ads this week, but I've got all of the regular stuff to tell you about. Also, thank you again so much, everybody, for listening to the Origins and Broker Arc. It means so much to see those download numbers every single week. Um, And we love to hear that you guys are enjoying it. If you'd like to support the show a little extra, the easiest way to do that is to join our Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash the Legends cast. We've got a Legends Discord server, character sheets, bonus episodes, and my personal favorite, our Heroes of New Olympus trading cards. You can check out our merch at thelegendscast.threadless.com. We'll be getting maybe some new stuff up there in the next couple of weeks for the new arc. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled for that stuff. Double check and make sure that you're following us on social media at the Legends Cast to stay up to date on all things super. And if you're looking for more information on the rulebook, head to at matchplaygames or our website, which is www.matchplaygames.ca. Thank you so much, everyone who's tweeted about the show. Remember to tweet using hashtag the Legends cast because going into the new arc, I'm sure that Jack will be looking for lots of NPC names. So make sure to do that. We are continuing with our monthly giveaway. Very, very cool and important. Go right now to Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Four or five stars. We're not picky. Um, And screenshot that review and send it in. You'll be entered to win a copy of Legends, the superhero role-playing game for when it's published later this year. Don't forget to subscribe. And until next time, stay vigilant. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Broker Arc Q&A. Welcome back to... Oh, sorry, sorry, that's right. You're right. You're right. They've already listened to an hour. Sorry, (laughs) I really forgot. They've already listened to (laughs) Do we want to break the magic a little bit for them? How long it's been between? Jack was here the first first half, and then he's not here. Um, All right. (laughs) 
also we mentioned in the first half, well, there's two parts. Yeah. We're recording now and recording later. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody, to uh, our broker Q&A part two. Welcome back. Um, we have recorded previously recorded our session with the five of us. I'm keeping um, all that first bit. I'm not cutting that out. So I don't know why you're repeating yourself. <laughs> Come on, blooper right. reels. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're super happy to uh, to be here with you and to answer some questions. we got some great questions um, sent in for us uh, regarding the uh, Origins arc and the Broker arc for our uh, our first, our first uh, go at this Legends universe that we're playing here. Um, we're ex- very excited that next week uh, you guys will be We'll be releasing the new arc. As we mentioned uh, before the break, uh, Jack is uh, traveling around New Zealand right now. Um, he'll actually be coming home and uh, shortly, and so he'll be back here in May. But uh, he's not available to record. So um, we have sent him the questions uh, ahead of time, and uh, he's replied by email. So Emily will be reading out Jack's re- responses. And uh, yeah, so let's just, uh, we're just going to dive right in. First of all, a uh, big thank you to all the support. Um, that we've received. Uh, thank you for the feedback. We love it. Thank you for tweeting about the show and uh, passing things on. Uh, it's been just fantastic response. So we really, really appreciate it. And a big special thanks to Brennan, Ben, Hannah, and the one and only coach for submitting questions for today. All uh, all four of those people are actually NPCs in the show. So uh, with their questions being asked here, their roles may increase or decrease. We don't know yet. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it depends how much we like the questions. Exactly. So we're just, it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty easy night here. We're just going to kind of go around the table and uh, I'll take turns and uh, we're going to jump right in. So, uh, Emily. I have a question for Amanda. We're going to start off with a, with a oh, real... No. I was going to say an easy one, but actually I don't know if it'll be an easy one. But if Persephone was limited to only one smoothie flavor for a year, what would it be? Okay, I'll go with the smoothie flavor that i always have like literally every day banana strawberry honey and soy milk nice i like it i'm pretty sure there's other things (laughs) that's not even like a flavor that's like the ingredients i love it yeah it would be banana yeah the smoothie is banana flavored might i propose a spinoff web series of persephone's smoothies (laughs) (laughs) seth smoothies Yes. The next power set is just smoothies. (laughs) Gross. That's her power set? She shoots smoothies at people? How cool would that be? No, no, no. Sticky. There's a dirty joke in there somewhere. I'm trying to find it. No, no. Next question. Amanda, ask a question. (laughs) My question is for Daniel. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, Your character. Your character Mm -hmm. seems to darken after the interaction with your dad. Was that intentional? or organic and do you see yourself exploring farther down that path um there was definitely a little bit that that was intentional um and i think at least the initial bits of darkness if you go back and listen to it you can probably like even catch chad um mentioning like oh like a little bit of darkness coming in here and there and i think i didn't really clue into it until he mentioned it and but then it just became a fun place to try and explore so there was a little bit of yeah i want to push into that plus i think i always have liked darker characters and just no they're they're more interesting to me really <laughs> wow. i would never have guessed that <laughs> freaking shocker so right there <laughs> and so I think it, was, it's really, it was fun to go there i think it's really cool that um that, that we have a balance right like you're not always going to be the same way 
all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, it just gets boring and, and mundane. So it's, it's really interesting to see the journey that uh, uh, that all, all four characters are on, but especially the one that Dust Fox is on right now. Yeah. And as far as like whether that goes anywhere, I certainly don't think we've put a bow on it at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. Eyebrows. Eyebrows. Not to give spoilers away. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I, I've got a question. Sure. And this will be for Jack, as voiced by Emily. You have oh, no. to do, <laughs> do your best Jack, be voice. Jack You have to do your best Jack impression. Oh my god, please do a CC impression. No! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which story segments took longer to wrap up than you planned? And what story segments did you have more time or details for that got missed just due to the way gameplay went? Jack says, longer than planned, colon, the collective. That one is still in the works. Ooh. Segment. <laughs> I, I haven't read these answers yet. Uh, segments that got rushed or missed. I won't give specific examples because when things get missed, I repurpose them for later in the story. Very cool. I, I know Jack and I have talked uh, many times that he has many grandiose, it doesn't tell me what they are, but many grandiose plans that we basically screw up because we don't <laughs> do what he wants us to do. So I think that's one of Jack's strengths, though, and we can talk all about it now he's on here. Um, one of his strengths, though, I think is the re- repurposing of things um, and not getting too hung up, and he's not railroady at all. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, for if you sure. miss something, whatever, just use it later. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I got one here. Uh, so Jack and Daniel, <clears throat> how much did you guys Jack discuss? <laughs> Jack. Oh, ah! there you go. that has at one point been a nickname of mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much did you guys discuss what would happen with Asher's father after he returned to this time? Oh, like after that, uh, not at all. We talked a little bit about um, the time paradox of it all. And I think, the one really interesting side of that to me is that both sets of memories, because he effectively has two parallel lines of 10 years ish of memories mm-hmm. are entirely valid. It's not that like, oh, this is the real one. And this one is the new one. They are they they both existed. So it's not like I am 90 percent this person and 10 percent that. No, it's 50 50. And so we talked a little bit about trying to reconcile those two identities growing up but in terms of like a story point on his father no nothing i feel like jack should have gone first because jack says more jack says the only things that you guys discussed were what his powers were going to be um and that it could be a disappointing experience yeah that was what we discussed going into um the reveal of asher's father but we we did not talk about anything coming up after the fact interesting did you guys, um, I wonder, like, Asher's mom, is she just aware of the, the, I guess, the quote, like, the new timeline, or, I guess? Oh, that would be... Or would an... she, she wouldn't be aware of the first one, would she? I don't think so, because I think as far as she's concerned, because she never entered the time loop, so there's probably only one unified timeline for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I would imagine point. for all of us, there's now two timelines, not to give you all ideas. If, nah. if, but only if Asher's father affected our lives in that's, the 10 years that that's he true. was back, right? I Good guess. Point. There is kind of like a little a little mini timeline, I guess, for us. But for for you and for your dad, it's like two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why time travel makes my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> 
It took me a while to realize, oh, it's not the 90-10. It's actually the 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's, that's a really cool that's way to look a, at yeah. it. Yeah. All right, my turn. For everyone, what was your prep? What is your preparation before playing? I'll go first on this one. I I honestly don't really have one. I I mean, I need to get my voice all warmed up for my very specific <laughs> character voice that I have going. <laughs> um, no, I find actually the best thing for me doing this is having like a few minutes of banter with everyone, just because I think it is a very cooperative process and mm-hmm. really. Beyond that, I audition my dice and see what I think is going to roll the best. And that's about it. Yo, fair. I panic always. And I run to the bathroom. That's about it. No. Um, I like to um, review where we are in our little like in canon spreadsheet so I can remember what happened previously. Um, I have a little bit of a hard time personally just with where we are in the story just because as the editor, I'm bouncing around a lot between mm-hmm. what episode's coming out because I'm looking at that one to finalize ver- and also whichever one I'm doing like the rough cut of. So I occasionally am like, what's going on? So I need to like look over um, notes and then like the I-, I find our like little, we have a little spreadsheet that's like color coded of where we are in the timeline and what's ha- what happens mm-hmm. um, that I find very helpful. Seth? Uh, well, or Amanda, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the listeners out there, Chad is always calling me Seth, always, every day, Seth. I'm not Amanda anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. I'll, uh, I'm going to legally <laughs> change my name to Seth now. To Seth. Um, <laughs> I am very superstitious with my dice. Uh, so I audition them. I have a lot of dice also, so it takes a long time for me to get them ready for each session, but I audition them and then I put them, uh, in little rows. Um, they always face, uh, the number facing upwards is always the highest number so they can get used to facing the highest number when I roll them. (laughs) You gotta charge them. Yeah, I gotta charge them. I gotta warm them up whenever I use them. So that's basically what I do. I also listen to some music that kind of reminds me of Seth which is something that I similarly also do for mm. like shows when I want to get into a certain character. I also make a playlist for them. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just dice and music. Very cool. I like the music one. I definitely have a Tracy playlist on Spotify that you can find if you follow my Spotify that I definitely listen to at the gym. <laughs> uh, do you want Jack to go next? Sure. Uh, Jack says, writing out what's going to happen, reviewing notes, reviewing MPCs, whatever that is, making a joke fine practicing character voices getting tech set up water and a snack mm, snacks are always snacking snacks we are, are very important we are snacking we're snacking we're, and i'm always getting mad for at chad for bringing up the crunchy things it's true like, I like you can't things. have crunchy snacks i'm lucky because i um, have a mute button on my mic so whenever i want to eat something crunchy i just mute myself and i eat it <laughs> That is awesome technology. We don't have that. <laughs> um, my 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 prep is basically uh, I get so excited about about game days and recording days that I just have my prep is literally trying not to get too excited about it because Saturdays are also extremely busy mm-hmm. days. And so I have to basically focus on the time at hand or the task at hand uh, at work. And then uh, uh, and then, you know, Saturday arrives. I do. I do the, the the one little quirk is I also charge my dice in my in my rolling tray. So, yeah. Ooh, I also get coffee. Coffee is very important because I also do have a very busy day before we record. <laughs> yeah, Saturdays are crazy, especially the last little while with the Jack. For those of you listening, 
we've been we usually record uh, two episodes uh, a Saturday every two weeks. But the usually last... we did that for a good chunk of time enough for it to feel kind of normal. Then it got yeah. crazy, and then yeah, we and started then because, doing three. Yeah, which got... Jack is going 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 away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know we're not going to be able to record again till till into May. So Saturdays became an early call time, and then you know three three at least three episodes. I think we even hit four one time. Yeah, uh, in a yeah. In one day. It's 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 a lot. So yeah. It's a good thing uh, we all enjoy each other's company. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. Wow! No. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> keep the magic alive for the listeners. Exactly. Amanda, uh, what do you got? Emily, question for you. Uh, That's me. Yes. How much of your own personality is in Tracy, and in which key ways are you different? As a gameplay, as the gameplay goes on, do you feel yourself getting more like Tracy or less like her? That's a really good question. Mm. Um. I think that okay. So originally, the idea behind Tracy was I wanted to play with the power set that I wanted. I definitely wanted to be the super strong character because all of my characters in the past were very much so like ranged characters. Like I had an archer, and I had someone with um, what's the power that I had for constructs? No, Sonic. Was it the, the no. Sonic one? Super Violet. First Aid. For for Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet. Sonic. Psionics. So it's like mm-hmm. mental stuff. Like, so I had a lot of ranged characters. So I definitely wanted to play a character that, like, the powers were very much so like hand to hand, a punchy punch character. <laughs> um, and the originally the idea was I wanted to have someone who was like kind of really awkward with it. And I liked the idea of her growing when she got her powers. So, like, having that kind of like gangliness as well. And then I think I came up with the military thing afterwards. And then it kind of went more into this like strict, very logical, intellectual person as opposed to just like awkward with no charisma, um, which is still a little bit there, I think, but it's less the main focus. I So I think the original idea of Tracy was closer to me than the, the Tracy that is now, I would mm-hmm. say. I do think that I am similar to her in the... What did mom say way back when... That it was just, I'm going to call it out. Um, when we were first showing the show to my mother, Jad's with Aaron, uh, God bless her, our laugh track on all our live shows. Um, <laughs> she said that the, it was a lot of Emily being, I can't, what was the word she used? I don't remember. You do remember. You don't want to hurt my feelings, <laughs> isn't it? That's <laughs> totally, I'll, I remember yours. Oh, what was mine? It was a lot of Chad being overbearing. Um, and <laughs> Emily like being Aaron. what? <laughs> being a bee. Being bitch. <laughs> there it is. Um, <laughs> hey man, zero charisma. Um, I don't. I feel like this is this is a very good question, and the fact that I don't know what the answer is, which I feel like I should. Can I? Can I? Can I jump in here for you? Yeah, thank I, you. I feel like save me. I, I'm I just honestly, rambling. Yeah, no, no, no. I I, I feel like. Tracy would know the answer to that question. There, there's the answer. I don't know. I think the great thing, the great thing about Tracy and the great thing about way you're, the way you're playing her is that, and you and I had this conversation last fall. I was like, you know, we had a very serious conversation. I was like, man, like what's happening with these two characters? Because I don't know why they would spend time with each other other than, other than they've been thrown into this situation. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really cool because the growth has been so organic. And when you understand where Tracy's come from, being put down by her family, right? And and put into those situations. Of course she has her her shields up and her, you know, her being standoffish and all that stuff. Um until finally she's with a group of people that 
love her for who she is. And I think you're doing a great job of that gradual climb up the ladder of, of acceptance for the people that you're with. And like I say, in the, in the last episode, that's my favorite moment of the whole, the whole thing, really. All kidding aside. Yeah, with Tom, I made my dad cry. <laughs> all, all kidding aside with Tom getting kicked in the balls and stuff. Like it's, it's just, I, I just really enjoy the gradual um, acceptance of who she is to herself and understanding where she belongs with the group. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think we all bring a little bit of ourselves to our characters and that's what makes them so unique. I think that I, I really enjoy, I really enjoyed that long spiel about how much you love my character, but that didn't really answer the question of no, 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 but I, like <laughs> me or not. But you know what? I can answer this question because something I do as an actor is I take a Myers Briggs test for every character I play. Emily is an ENFP T Tracy is an INTJ so we are similar but not very similar how about that perfect there and then the listeners at home can google what those letters mean what those mean yeah 16 (laughs) personalities there you go boom oh wow and okay daniel you're up uh we're gonna stick with the hard questions for emily here oh my god (laughs) wow who did this order chad (laughs) (laughs) i mean that was strategic the way he laid it out then um again i I did say you guys don't need to ask them in order but anyways where is also, I'm going to do this with the punctuation because it's hilarious the way it's written. Where's Tracy's <laughs> happy place? The guys have the trampoline and Persephone has the smoothie shop. <laughs> I think that I revealed this in our Instagram TV um, series, Meet the Team. Uh, my silly surprising secret about Tracy is that I think she really likes romance novels like Nicholas Sparks and all of like like old stuff though too like pride and prejudice sensibility i think she really likes those books so i think she probably has like a reading corner like in the apartment like a like a window seat kind of a thing where she could just like read her romance novels and not think about like being a superhero for a while (laughs) because it's a stressful it's a stressful job yo also Mm -hmm. she's still unemployed unemployed yeah there's the superhero wing but she's still unemployed (laughs) so there there Excellent. Chad, ask a question quick. Um, so much, th- this was a this was a question for everyone. What part of the arc? Um, and actually, I'm going to expand this a little bit because we uh, we have said that we're going to ask questions. We're open for questions for the origins arc as well as the broker arc. So, mm-hmm. which part of either one of the arcs do we you wish we could have spent more time exploring? Did Jack give an answer for this one? Honestly, I'm trying to remember every event and see which one. <laughs> um, I think for the origins arc, I wish we could have. Uh, it was so short. It was uh, compared to this one. It was really short. So I I wish we had a little bit more of like that team building thing in the um, in the oranges, oranges, the origin uh, (laughs) arc. But in this previous the broker arc, I wish we talked more about the new new pantheons, the new pantheon. Yeah, I have a feeling that they're going to come back, but I wanted to really good at like dropping hints as well. Mm-hmm. I think we well, we had a conversation with Jack in terms of like what and this might have had this happened off air. But like we've we've all kind of like talked amongst ourselves like we kind of want to explore this stuff, which I think the team would like in their downtime say, hey, we should talk. We should address this thing. But I think mm-hmm. for me, I, I think like that little bridge of time at the end of Origins and beginning of Broker Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's more so for me, like 
Daniel wanting to explore that. I think because I have a much stronger sense now of where Asher is. And I think to have a better sense of who he is in that moment, I, I would like to kind of, in a way, like go back and almost retcon a few things. <laughs> Fair. Or not even retcon, but like go through it again with a stronger idea mm-hmm. of yeah. who Asher is. I think yeah. that's more my take on this. Uh, Jack said the Donovan family dynamic, which I think I would agree with. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, yeah, that family dynamic, I think would be super fun to explore mm-hmm. um, for the NPC side of things, um, PC side of things. Uh, I think I said this in the first half, but just like the non super part of like their like their life outside being super, I think that's not a specific part of the arc, but I just would love to know more about their regular people lives, if that makes sense. Like, where do they go on weekends when they're not doing superhero-y things? They're like, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which oh. isn't like, a specific part of the arc, but oh well. <laughs> I have one as well. And this is not like I, Daniel, want to explore it. I just want to see where this goes. <laughs> um, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see him again. Yeah, that was he it. Had- I think um, I wish we could have spent more time and i'm sure we will coming up so i'm 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 at least i'm hoping we are um with the collective with tracy yes the aftermath Cause I feel yeah because like, yeah, i feel like and, and jack has you know he's he said that he just didn't really expect that and so he didn't know what wasn't sure where he's was gonna he's gonna go with it um i just think it's such an interesting dynamic that you have you know arguably the most powerful person on the team the strongest person on the team and she is a theoretically a walking time bomb and I love the banter back and forth between the collective voice, you know, and and her mm-hmm. and the fact that she did her little her little dance girl, the girlfriend of Panina dance in the elevator. So I just think that's a really cool thread that's out there. Oh, I didn't think of it like a walking time bomb, but you're totally right. Like it's something I think I mentioned at some point telling Daedalus about it, but I don't think I've told anyone else other than the team. Did she, she might have told Dynamic. I got to go back and take another listen through. Oh, a question for Chad. No, uh, be honest, Chad. <laughs> Chad. Yes. Chad, Seahead Machete, be honest. How disappointed were you in the moment that Crazy Old Jed made an official appearance? And now that door is closed to future <laughs> opportunities as anyone other than the broker. And then in brackets, ha 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 ha. I genuinely loved the team's enthusiasm when that plot point came up. Okay, so here's the here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. So when I first was playing superhero role playing games way back in high school, we used to use these little cardboard markers for uh, you know to to show where we were on the table and stuff. So the internet wasn't a thing back then. Exactly. And one of the ones that came with one of the sets was this. You know, they had like thug number one, thug number two, thug number three, and policeman number one, two, three, you know, civilian one, two, three. And just there was this random one in there named Crazy Old Jed, who <laughs> was this crazy guy with his hands up in the air, like, I caught a fish this big. And so I don't know how it started, but every time Jack and I would play a game, uh, a role playing game, at some point, Crazy Old Jed would show up and and it just it became this running gag. And so, <clears throat> like, as we're writing the book, I keep in the character section, I keep putting in crazy old Jed and then he'll delete it and then I'll put it in and then he'll delete it. Um, and so it's a good it's a good gag. Like he he got me. He completely got me with that. But all I'm going to say is unbeknownst to to Jack. He's not here. That's right. Unbeknownst, unbeknownst to Jack. Jed's got some brothers. 
There's crazy old Ted. There's crazy old Fred. So, crazy old here's Ned. the thing. You mentioned that bit that bit in the first half as well. Did I? <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, there you go. Then Jack knows. So he put it this way. He's not off the hook yet. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, no. But it was, it was a good gag. He got me really good with that one. Chad, this uh, set of character stuff, was this the one that we played like those one-offs at Lindbergh with? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I oh, <laughs> yeah. that makes this so much better. <laughs> yes. Yes. This has been going on for years, though. So, yeah. This is a question for our GM, Jack Attack. What is the biggest moment me. that you made up on the spot that worked out? Jack says, probably the story surrounding Crimson Crusader. He was initially supposed to be a one-off NPC again. What is who? What is happening? Um, but the more we improvise, the more the Dynamos loved him, and he's become an integral part of the story slash team. I love knowing that. That's so great. That's like such a classic, like the PCs adopted an NPC story. Yeah. Like, I love that so yeah. much. Um, Chad and Jack. What are the biggest surprises that have come up from test playing legends? Jack, when you got a great idea and you're convinced it's awesome and then you actually play it and realize it's not fun and needs editing, it's surprising because of how sure you were about it. My God, that's so true. <laughs> we That goes, I mean, you know, um, I'm obviously not GMing the podcast, you know, or anything. Um, but, you know, in our play testing, that happened all the time. And it's the same. It's the same thing in you know in our real life when uh, you know you're directing a show or, or something, and you think, yeah, this part's going to be fantastic. The audience is going to love it, and then you know, and the actors are having a good time and stuff, and then they go on stage with the with the audience in the house, and it's just like crickets. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the other the other thing that, it, and it's not really a surprise, but it's it's just how how quickly we've been able to build this world. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I feel like I feel like the podcast and again, in, in talking to people, getting feedback and there's certainly lots more we can do, but I think we have a really cool base and it's yeah, like Jack's introduced a lot. Mm-hmm. And these are all things that we've been talking about for three and a half, four years. And it's really cool how the world is being built. That's awesome. Yeah. I think also like playing it with a group of people, you find things that I think don't work in the game. Like there's still a few things that like we come up with uh in playing there's like oh yeah this maybe doesn't quite work absolutely like the uh, the entire conversation around stamina mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah and that's that's been absolutely invaluable right because mm-hmm. until you actually you know and again we've play tested the game so much over the past few years but this is by far the biggest overall not only you know in scope but just just the amount well i guess that's the biggest overall scope that we we've done with mm-hmm. it and so it has to be a living document right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have till June 1st and June 1st it's locked in. So. Yeah. I'm still trying to break the defense score. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You did in the charity live stream. I did it was, at level it was two. 21. At when level you were invisible. two, I broke defense. There you go. Never get Almost. Hit. Yeah. Well, but the thing, the cool thing is though, uh, DC is with, with superheroes, there are some superheroes that theoretically like, do you know how hard it is to hit Spider-Man? True. Right? Like, that's or even or even daredevil or like that's, daredevils who came to my mind yeah yeah that they're so hard to hit that is such a, an interesting power they can be hit mm-hmm. but it's super super it's hard so to do hard. it so no i think it's i think it's really yeah. cool it's so hard daredevil was actually like a big inspiration behind like um dusk fox's power set i was gonna oh, cool. say nice. uh quicksilver but then i remembered 
MCU's Quicksilver. He did get hit. And he got hit so hard. Oh no! Oh! <laughs> yeah. The man is supposed to he be faster. Oh, the man is supposed to be faster than a freaking bullet. What happened? Just kidding. <laughs> Yikes. Anyway. That's an excellent segue, actually. <laughs> hey, hey, Emily, how do we feel about character deaths? Oh. <laughs> um, honestly, honestly, I think character deaths are fine. But I, I think we mentioned this in the first half. Um, they, I think that eh, when it comes out to it, we're, we're not just playing a game around a table. We are telling a story. Um, and I think that they need to mean something if they're going to happen. Like, obviously, shit happens sometimes, like, whatever. But I think that if they happened all the time, it would cheapen it when it does happen. Mm-hmm. And it's super impactful. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember... Like, damn, I think I said, how do we feel about character deaths? Like the same episode and then Knight died. And I was like, oh, God, I'm never seeing that ever again. Like, because it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I hate them in the moment, but I think that they serve a purpose in telling a story and having this be a narrative that when they need to happen. Oh, that's so awful to say. But like, yeah, like people die in like if you're talking about like, like the MCU, like people died in the MCU and it was impactful. Absolutely. So, as long as it's earned. As long like, as it's like, earned like and it's said. not cheap, yeah. And I think that's, yeah. Anyways, it moves I, I, the story along like kind of thing. It helps out with yes. the story. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Speaking of people dying, the question is, do you folks ever have to stop and start again because of a story mistake like you <laughs> forgot someone was dead and you couldn't, <laughs> it couldn't be helping you, etc.? Um, we've, we've, we've had to stop and start a couple times. But I don't think ever for like someone being dead. Yeah. There have been a couple times where we've said like night instead of Daedalus, and then we're like, ah, oh, shoot, just go back, re-record, and I'll fix it in post. Mm-hmm. There hasn't really been any major, major story beats that no. we've that, just collectively forgotten. Yeah, or anything that we've redone. Yeah, I don't think. like little little details no. that we've forgotten. We've had to go back and kind of like figure out what's happening, and then move along with the story. But nothing too too major. Nothing more than a sentence or two at this point, I would say. Like, really. I mean, I'm sure somebody can go back and listen to everything and find all the inconsistencies, but... (laughs) All the goofs. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't don't think there's been anything super major. Because I think we've we've all been relatively happy, I think, with our responses to Mm -hmm. everything. I'm definitely someone after the fact, I'm like, oh, damn, I should have said that. But like, whatever. Like, that happens in Mm -hmm. life as well. So I think that everything we've done so far, we've been pretty in the moment and it's been pretty okay i think jack says not because of a story mistake but we've definitely had to pause if we get like caught up or reviewed past material Mm -hmm. for example oh yeah we have yeah jack says for example me trying to remember what certain npcs sound like we have had to pause and be like play a clip for jack (laughs) to remind him (laughs) and then i edit that out but yeah that happens i guess definitely have to stop and start well he only has 495 different voices oh yeah no biggie it's always it's always titan always titan i think every single time titan showed up he's been like what is his voice supposed to be like (laughs) like every single time we've definitely had to stop and start because of wi-fi issues but all literally multiple times every recording session yeah, yep. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please yeah, wear yeah. masks so we can play re- in real life in, in person. person. Oh my God, please. <laughs> yes. Amanda. Uh, okay. Uh, my question is also for Jack. What are your top tools that help you, GM? Jack says Microsoft OneNote for organization, 
researching multiple genres of storytelling, not just superhero stories, mm. and bouncing off ideas off Hannah. Yeah. I think yeah, and I again I think Jack does a wonderful job mm-hmm. at the the researching multiple genres of storytelling, like like a wonderful job of talking about like just basics like storytelling mm-hmm. rules type of a thing. Like he's very, very good at that. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Um so I have one here. Uh are, is there any pieces of backstory that you have for your character or the group as a whole that haven't been mentioned yet? So it's just ra- random things like what's their favorite what their favorite color is, little things that help you get to know your character better. Let me look at my file. Hold on. Yeah, I have a Tracy Beck. I'm love. I've opened up my Tracy Beck Google document here. Um, I think that I that kind of goes into our like silly surprising secret about your 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 character thing that we did on Instagram. But I think like there's definitely more facts about her that haven't come out yet, just because they haven't been relevant to the story. But I think that they definitely play into how I play her. But like, oh, I was so nervous though for the episode that I knew I was gonna have to talk about her her backstory mm-hmm. with her ex-girlfriend Mallory like I was so because I knew it was coming with the blood test and everything and I was so nervous for that I think like Chad can attest to that like I was so nervous about it just because I was like oh man like what if I forget something or that's important or what if I just ramble on like I'm doing right now like so (laughs) I don't think yeah I don't think anything like super big has yet to be revealed I I think for me like I I there are some things like that we'll never fully think of in fleshing out a, the backstory of a character, but then some small thing will happen. It's like, oh yeah, I guess. And then you suddenly start thinking about that in the context of your character. And so I think that like some small stuff here and there, but at least for me, nothing large and impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Impact. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing that I can think of was that I, when I was making, when I was making Abby, um, I made her, to i i kind of surrounded her with plants so her powers had to do had to do with plants but she did uh botany she has a degree in botany and that's how does she have a degree did she it's go a through your program and, like, i googled this a degree mm-hmm. in two years i googled Dang. a degree that had two years to uh, a program that had two years for for them to get a degree uh so that's why she works at a plant store so she can like kind of keep in touch with what she learned um but besides that i you probably do a whole lot more with a degree but you know she she went to she went to i don't know i have a degree in performing arts so i can't do anything with that (laughs) she went to she went to 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 kind of like try something new and like restart her life so that's why she's like going back to school and like but still working with plants and stuff so that's kind of something that I, I i i think i kind of mentioned in the podcast but i didn't really we didn't really go into detail i think I think for for Atomic, for, for myself, I had the broad strokes. Um, Jack and I talked a lot about it, but but I think what's cool is the stuff that comes up and the character, I don't think they can be fully fleshed out right to begin with because, you know, it goes in different directions and there's things that are circumstantial as to what they're dealing with and what it's evolving with. And, you know, um, so yeah, it's the bare bones were there, but I'm just seeing where it goes. Yeah, Jack was a huge help for Tracy, I know. Like, he came up with the idea of Project Maple Leaf, um, which I just, like, freaking loved, and it worked so well with the alternate dimension and everything. Yeah, uh, again, like, I can't say enough complimentary things about my little brother. He did such a good job. Uh, I have another one. Uh, My question isn't about the story arc specifically, but about how the process in general. 
since you all have backgrounds in acting slash the arts, how did that contribute to creating the game, the character, and the podcast? It would be interesting to hear from Chad since he created the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, for for Jack and I, one of the one of the first things we said to each other when we when we decided that we were going to do this is in the game and then as an extension in the podcast is we want to make sure it feels cinematic. And that word has kind of popped up several times throughout. And I know that I, I don't remember if we actually talked about it at the very beginning. I think we did. But it's certainly something that, that Jack and I have kept in the back of our minds that, you know, what would this look like if you took this story or this, this episode or this arc and put it up on, a, on an IMAX screen? Or, you know what I mean? Like, that's what we want to get at. And that's the, 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 and again, I don't know if we've been successful with it or not. I feel like sometimes we have, like, there's some pretty cool cinematic moments that have happened, I think, for all of us. And that's been the, for me, that's been the driving force, like even coming up with the different powers and stuff. And, you know, believe me, Jack and I have gone back and forth a lot of times about, you know, agreeing and disagreeing and, and, and that's, but that's what it always comes back to is that even, even heroes who are, um, you know, street level heroes, and maybe they don't have the big flashy power where like Tracy, where they can pick up a bus and throw it, <laughs> you know, a mile or, you know, uh, or Persephone with, with rock armor or, or whatever. But there's some still some pretty cool cinematic moments in like a daredevil or a Batman or, or something that you can have. And so creating the world that feels large and feels super right. Um, that's, that's what we, I keep coming back to. And I know Jack does as well. I think for me, like probably more than being an actor in the arts, I think the more important thing, at least for our group is the fact that we all know each other and we like each mm. other. again amanda's the worst but moving on uh love you but but i think like having a group that gels well together is probably more important than having formal training in anything and in fact for me like like this is really my first time uh and with any kind of a tabletop RPG and um, like also getting into D and D a little bit outside of this. I, I think honestly, this is going to have more an influence on my acting than my acting is having an influence on this. Absolutely. It, like the, the way that D and D lays out how to build a character. Um, I, kind of, I, I wish I had known that years before, like in acting school so that I could create more <laughs> characters using that template because, Oh my God, it mm-hmm. helps so much. That's like, one hundred percent. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know because I COVID, so I'm not acting at all right now. But dang. Right. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting too to think that you know, and actually, the the four of us, you know, are all on stage people. Jack Jack is more of a backstage person. Um, you know, and I'm certainly more of the production mm-hmm. side of things from the director's table and that sort of thing. But you know, having been on stage, I think I can attest to this. It's very interesting to me to play this character almost coming up on a year, right? Like we started last summer. So it's not like, okay, I'm doing this, you know, this role or whatever for a short period of time. And I feel like we're getting more in depth in these characters into the nitty gritty of them than, you know, say, you know, playing donkey (laughs) and tracker or whatever it is. Right. Like, well, I think uh, the the thing that adds to that, I think is the fact that they are our mm -hmm. characters. For sure. Like yep. mm-hmm. playing an original character in, in a musical or a play, I think you'd also have that kind of like attachment, not attachment, attachment to really. Cause like 
you built them. But I think because this is also like long form improv, mm-hmm. basically, like this is yeah. definitely the longest I've spent with any character and like the most I've gotten to see one evolve. I've spent extended periods of time with other, other characters, but it's the same thing or argue or close to the same thing almost every night. Whereas this, mm-hmm. it actually does allow for evolution. It's kind of like when you're when you're, again, building a show from scratch, you're you and you, you go through tryouts and all those things. It's kind of like that. But it's also you're performing this every night. So it it, it feels like it's I said this before, but it feels like your character is part of yourself in a way. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's why I had such a hard time, hard, hard, hard time with the, are you like Tracy or not question? Because I was like, it's, <laughs> it's so hard because like, like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of Emily Matchett in her as like, just because it is such long form improv that like there mm-hmm. has to be it. Like, I feel like as a newbie RPG or there has to be a base level of playing something similar to yourself so that it's sustainable, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like as well is that like, like I see like memes or Tumblr posts all the time about like accidental foreshadowing in the adventure zone, which I freaking love because like it's improv. They don't know like me I as as Tracy. I don't know where she's going. I don't know where she's going to end up mm-hmm. um, like that. Those meet the team questions like that. Where do you see your character in 10 years? I had the hardest time with that question as well. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, I, I don't know. Like sh- I I have hopes for her, but. I don't know because she doesn't know. And I think that's really kind of cool. Like it's not scripted. You don't know the end of the arc. Like when yeah. you do a musical, you do Shrek the musical, you know, at the beginning, he's an ogre. He says, get out of my swamp. And then by the end, he's found his true love and a best friend. And he has all these friends and he's really opened up. Like, you know, that arc. It's not like you're starting at get out of my swamp and you don't know what the ending is going to be. Like, you know where it's going. And what's mm-hmm. amazing, really, when you think about it, we're... Th- Broker ended on 30, 31. 31. So 31 issues in. And Jack has Jack and I have talked, and he's got, I think, another another 70. I think he wants to aim around 100. Yeah. So and Daniel's like, what? <gasps> Holy shit. So, <laughs> for, oh, we're in for, this for the long haul. For this season. So yeah, it's it's there's a there's a lot still to come. Like it's uh it's exciting. I'm I'm very excited to see where we go. It's very exciting. Yeah. And this has been kind of like I uh I I miss I miss acting. I miss being on the stage yeah. a lot. And this has kind of helped me cope. Uh because we're still mm-hmm. doing acting, we're still improving, uh which is terrifying, but it's also like part of part of who we are as actors, right? It's, so it's, it's 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 structured improv which I enjoy because I hate improv. Mm-hmm. It makes me so uncomfortable and nervous. But I like that this still has a structure to it. That uh-huh. that it, that it's a good stepping off point. I think. Yeah. Um, speaking of like the be- the being actors, um, is that there's a I think it's in, it's in Broadway Con this weekend, next weekend. I don't know when it is. Anthony Rapp tweeted about it. There's like a <laughs> panel about actors going um turning to RPGs during the time of COVID because there's a bunch of actors that have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think would be very interesting to watch. Apparently, Vin- I don't know when it is. <laughs> the, apparently, Vin Diesel is like a huge RPGer, which I would yep. love to actually d- get to witness. Mm-hmm. So, thanks so much for all the questions. Um, there were some questions that pe- uh, people asked that we actually answered um, in the in the first half of tonight. We didn't get to uh, 
we didn't get to to everybody's questions. Uh, but like I say, those the ones we didn't get to, I think were answered in the first half uh, about fan casting and all that kind of cool stuff. We 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 now had some some comments. Uh, <laughs> our, our Don't very go into friend, the comment section. <laughs> our oh, very God. our very good friend, the coach, uh, sent some questions, sent some comments. So we uh, we're going to have a little coach's corner here to to wrap <laughs> things up, just because some of the comments he made, I think, are are very funny, and and uh, so we'll all take a little stab at these. Um, so Emily, do you want to do you want to read one off? Seth, why? If she can control living plants and manipulate cell structure, etc., couldn't she then control other life? No, no, no absolutely no. not. She'd be way too powerful. <laughs> Bloodbending baby. Of, yeah, that kind of reminds me of a character from Avatar The Last Airbender. She, uh, Katara, she bends water, but she can also bend blood, which uh. is pretty cool. And if she can do those things, she could probably also bend earth. But anyways, um, <laughs> that's something cool that I could probably talk to Jack about. I don't know. No way in hell. I, I think <laughs> that's, that's, that's so OP. As a co-creator of the game, I, can, I think I can say that's not going to no! happen. No! <laughs> Damn me! Someone else give us a coach's point of comment. Okay, question. Uh, um, <clears throat> DF. Great character voice. Like, you haven't heard that before. Ew. <laughs> You know it's the funny... roast now, apparently. No, but you know the... Thanks. You know the... Oh, I, I'll see the, you the, the... in person over that one. Yeah. The funny <laughs> thing is, though, the funny thing is when we've given you a bad time about that all along, but the ones that you rocked out there and, and trotted out, they were great. I don't know why you why you didn't do them more, but they were... Uh... Okay. In all honesty, I think um, because of Asher's age, like, and I, like, it just didn't come to me as like a... Not that it has to be a cartoony voice. It just didn't occur yeah, to no, me to sure. do an over the top sure. voice. So I think I kind of like it just ended up being me anyways. No, absolutely. Yeah. Not. That's been and and we always give you a hard time about it. I don't have a character voice though, really either. Um, Is that I just like I ha- also have a really hard time with it because unlike Dungeons and Dragons, we're not playing orcs or gnomes or elves yep. or whatever. Like we're playing human beings. Like, yeah. So it's a, mm-hmm. a little bit harder. Within uh, high fantasy, you yeah. can elevate things a little bit. I think there was like, I, I still wanted to keep this somewhat air quotes real. Yeah. But yeah, you did sure. a really good job in the one shot that we did last weekend oh. with your kid voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. I'll jump in here. Um, he, he wants to know, coach wants to know, why don't we all have eight by 10 pouches? Because no one does. No one. No, because that's, coach, that's atomics no. thing. That's atomics thing. And we don't want to. Because the rest of us are on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) We don't, we don't want to, we don't want to kill his groove. You know, he's just his, we don't want to kill his vibe. So we we just let him do his thing. You kind of need to know coach to really like enjoy the way this is all spelled, but I'm going to try and do it justice here. Tracy, will she be able to exercise then darn voices in her head? (laughs) (laughs) is giggling i hope so at some point at some point i don't know (laughs) (laughs) they're under control right now so far so far i'm pretty sure that's That's just a metaphor for all made coach sound like he was from bonanza or something (laughs) (laughs) isn't (laughs) i want to see tracy go super crazy with those voices i want to i want to see how far jack can take her um yeah i'm interested to see where that goes as well yeah uh atomic Mm -hmm. the pouch should be like mary poppins carpet bag into other dimensions i totally agree i think that's a pocket dimension i think that's that's super cool 
again, I don't think I don't think Jackson will go, go for that, but uh, that's a great idea. <laughs> uh, DF, another one for you. Mm-hmm. The time warp bubble. Missing dead was good. The twist was not foreshadowed. Nice surprised. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I was. Re- I'm. That's one of the moments I'm most proud of, and like how, like the way we built up to it, and no foreshadowing. Oh, so, so yes, I loved it. I'm happy awesome. with these coach comments. Coach's corner. Thanks, there coach. Thanks, so coach. So we want to. Um, we've come to the end of the questions. Um, just want to go around the table really quick. Anything else you guys want to add before we, uh, you know, uh, start next week on our our next arc? I'm excited for the next arc. We 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 already started recording some of it, and I, I'm excited to see where it goes. And I'm very happy with how we closed this one off as well. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Piggybacking on that, there were definitely a few times I almost started talking about stuff that's happened in the next arc tonight. <laughs> um, y'all were close to getting a spoiler. You didn't get one. But yes, I'm also very excited about this. I'm excited to see where things go. I'll just like bleep out any spoilers that we I know, that's true. <laughs> just like put like a long 30 second bleep in the middle of this to confuse people. <laughs> I'm excited to get back more into a routine of of editing and getting these out uh, to y'all. And yeah, uh, not, nothing specific, I don't think. Thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Thank Bye. you for listening. Absolutely. Um, and I just want to say uh, it, this has been an absolute dream. I know we've talked about it a lot, but when Jack and I started writing this thing a few years ago, I never would have thought that uh, we'd be at this point. So it's uh, it's so cool to uh, to not only work with with Daniel and Amanda, but also with uh, with my two kids. That's just the best thing ever. So thank you so much, everybody, for your support. Um, Thank you for your comments. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll hopefully keep it super for you. Stay vigilant. Hannah and I were actually just discussing that that's like our go-to song. I was talking, we were talking because Hannah was singing that song and it got stuck in my head. And then I was like, we go into a lot of elevators and like for a team that can fly and like control plants and jump really far. and. Thank you for listening to Legends of Superhero Story. If you like the show, tell your friends. And if you didn't, tell your enemies. We can't lose either way. Make sure to give us a follow on social media at The Legends Cast. And don't forget to review and subscribe. See you next week.